push Rome to the 102. Either way, Rome or Malik Neighbors coming off of the board at 103. We're going to put Malik Neighbors here in that 103 spot. So I believe after the combine, this is how the first three picks will look, should look. Let's move on and talk about four through like six. So let's move this over a little bit. Let's slide in here. Boom. Four through six. So let's take a look at where we were and see where we're going to go. So the current mock draft ADP that we have, DD, let's pull that up on the board right now. At that 106 spot, you're looking, I'm at 104, 105, 106, Brock Bowers, Brian Thomas, Troy Franklin, and then you've got a quarterback, Caleb Williams. So let's get back to the board. I do not believe we are going to see a quarterback picked as high as we have been doing in prior mock drafts. Brock Bowers coming off the board at four. I don't think that's going to be the case. After the combine, I think that one of the wide receivers, Troy Franklin or Brian Thomas Jr., will solidify themselves ahead of Brock Bowers. So that's what we're going to do now. I do believe Brian Thomas is going to put on a show at the combine, as will Troy Franklin. And we'll get to Brock Bowers in a minute. I think Troy Franklin's going to run fast. He's going to put on a show as well. So we're going to slot Troy Franklin here at the 105 spot. This is wild. I mean, five straight wide receivers off of the board. And then you've got, you go to the 106 spot, and that's where you have Brock Bowers, potentially. Is another receiver going to crack the top six? I'm not sure about that. I think in single quarterback leagues, this is where a lot of people will think about Caleb Williams. But if it were me, you don't take a quarterback that high in a 1QB one QB league. This is where I think Brock Bowers, who a lot of people are starting to call a generational player, comes off of the board at 106. So here go your top six post-combine. I'm going to predict this, and we are going to do a mock right after the combine. Marvin Harrison Jr., Roma Dunze, Malik Neighbors, Brian Thomas Jr., Troy Franklin, and Brock Bowers. How are we feeling about that top six? Pretty standard, in my opinion. Nothing too crazy, nothing off of the wall. Let's pull up the ADP and see what's happening around this point in time. So, same guys off of the board, damn near same order. We just moved Brock Bowers down a little bit. Now you got Caleb Williams, Lad McConkey, Keon Coleman, Drake May, Adnan Mitchell, and Jaden Daniels. Off of the board after that. Three quarterbacks inside your top 12 of a first-round rookie single quarterback league? Yeah, y'all, this is this is a little crazy. It, it could not be me. I would not be doing this. So right here, let's pull the board back up and talk about some different directions that we can go in here at the 107 spot. Let's pull it back up. 107. We are not going to take Caleb Williams. Let's think a little bit about what potentially is going to happen here at the combine. And I do think that at this point, let's move myself over a little bit, we're probably going to get a wide receiver run again. I don't think there's going to be a running back selected in this range. No other tight ends can be available. So right here at the 107 spot, I do think that after the combine, all scheduled to test, he's going to be there. He's going to run fast. He's going to excite a lot of people in Indianapolis with that track speed. A lot of comparisons to big play playmakers from the NFL past the Sean Jackson and company. I do think Xavier Worthy at the 107 spot, right? X Worthy out of Texas is going to be a hot name leaving Indianapolis at the combine. He comes off of the board at 107. And I know there's a player that a lot of people are, ah, I don't know, could be the next Traylon Burks, yada, yada, yada. Keon Coleman is going to test like an absolute freak. He's going to test like a stud. Am I going to put him here at the 108 spot? 
Probably not, because I do think that most fantasy gamers, even though this player isn't going to do anything at the Combine either, this is where they're like, ah, I don't really like Keon Coleman. I don't like any of the running backs. I don't like this guy. He's a slot only. So then let's do it. Caleb Williams off of the board here at 108. You get one quarterback off of the board in single quarterback. And I'd also venture to say, depending on the landing spot of Jaden Daniels, who's also not going to do anything, this could be him off of the board. I think maybe two quarterbacks in the first round. I'm definitely not tapping three. 109 spot, it is going to be another wide receiver. Whom will that be? I'm looking at Bruce Feldman's freak list. I'm looking at uh, Daniel Jeremiah's top 50 going into the combine. And I think one of the players that will rise leaving Indianapolis, there's a couple of them, but wide receiver position, a lot of people heard about him at the Senior Bowl. You know, what is he really going to be? But there's more hype, more steam, more buzz being generated for Georgia wide receiver Lad McConkey. Let's pull up where Lad has been going in our mock draft, single quarterback over the past month and a half. Move myself back over here, and there he is. He was coming off the board right after Caleb Williams there. And then you see Keon Coleman as well, followed by Adnan Mitchell. X-Worthy was the 201, and he was bumped up after the combine. So not a huge push for X, but gets him out of the second round, gets him into the first round. And I think right here at this point in time, this is where I am going to select Keon Coleman. We're not going Lad McConkey. I'm going Keon Coleman. I think after the combine at 6'4", 210, 215 pounds, people will start talking themselves in, hey, man, you know, you, you can't teach this size. You can't teach that athleticism. You can't teach that skill set. We can work with Keon Coleman. Here we go, 109 Keon Coleman. So now we got two picks left in the first round. Let me zoom out a little bit and scoot on over. Well, three picks, 110, 111, and 112. At 110, I do believe Lad McConkey will be a coveted asset post-combine. He comes off of the board at 110. At 111 and 112, this is where in the prior mocks we've been doing, single quarterback, Two quarterbacks, Jaden Daniels, Drake May off of the board. We ain't doing Drake May right here, who's been coming off of the board before Jaden Daniels. So at the 111 spot, which player can really see their stock rise at the combine? I believe it is Michigan wide receiver Roman Wilson. In single quarterback leagues, I believe that Roman Wilson, it's reported that he's going to go sub 3-8 in the short shuttle, 4-3, 40-yard dash at 5'11", 185, 190 pounds. This is a player that is very highly rated for me on my board. 111, Roman Wilson coming off of the board after an incredible combine performance that I'm anticipating him having. And then at the 112 spot right here, a lot of people, I ah, can't take running back. Nobody I really like. Wide receivers kind of clustered together. So I think at this point, the dual threat capability of LSU quarterback Jaden Daniels will make him a top 12 pick. So there we go. First round of the post-combine prediction, rookie mock draft. You got Marvin Harrison Jr., Romo Dunze jumping Malik Neighbors, followed by Neighbors, Brian Thomas Jr., Troy Franklin, and Brock Bowers, your first six picks, followed by Xavier Worthy. Then you got Caleb Williams, Keon Coleman, Ladd McConkey, Roman Wilson, and Jaden Daniels off of the board. Again, these aren't my personal ranks. I'm looking at ADP, and I'm gauging the sentiment in the community about these players. Now, one of the cats that fell out was pull the ADP up one more time. Who fell out of the first round? Adnan Mitchell, not in the first round. Drake May, also not in the first round. And I really want to talk about Drake May. Again, I'm not here to talk about anybody's personal 
rankings or process. I am just delivering the information in which most people are consuming it right now. And the big thing right now is Drake May and this sort of anti-Drake May campaign that I'm starting to see. A lot of people saying that they are souring. The NFL, whomever this is coming from, is souring on Drake May. And Kurt Benkert, Kurt Benkert, former, I don't know where he played at, but I know he was in Green Bay for a little bit, uh, you know, much higher level than I've ever played at. And I know you guys cannot see this, so I'm not going to try to have you read it, but I'll read it to you. Just finished my Drake May review. He's a more athletic Mason Rudolph with less arm talent and a lot less accuracy. He has a lot of football. He has a lot of backyard football in his game, but doesn't have the athletic upside that I think it requires to live in that world as often as he does. He's raw with his footwork and pocket presence. His ball placement needs serious improvement. Defensive recognition struggles a bit, but I don't know what he's being coached to do, so it can't all be on him. However, Dude will stand in there, take a hit while delivering across the middle. He's a third down threat as a runner, which is a checkbox in the NFL. All, all in all, I see the potential upside, but he's got a ways to go to reach it. He also needs to be in a good situation with a good coach and probably a quarterback in front of him to mentor him before to get let him get caught up to speed. Ideally, he ends up in a Jordan Love situation, sits for a few years, cleans up his game, and learns behind the scenes, then gets his chance. If he goes to a bad team early in round one and is forced to play, that may be all she wrote. That is Kurt Benkert's review on North Carolina quarterback Drake May. And I bring this up because this sentiment is being echoed amongst a lot of people in the space. And when this happens, it starts to affect and influence draft decisions and draft choices by fantasy gamers who are not tapped into the college game. A lot of people don't watch none of this stuff. A lot of people don't watch no damn North Carolina on Saturday. They have other things to do than watch North Carolina versus Virginia playing a terrible football game. So they are relying on guys that have actually played in the game or scouts or former quarterbacks. So this sentiment will start to bake into some of these prices. And I think Drake May is going to be one of the cats coming out of this weekend that might see a little dip amongst the dynasty and fantasy football space even though the NFL may still highly value him. I'm still still a big Drake May fan. I'm taking that at face value. Like, that's what he believes. He watched the tape. I watched the tape. I got Roman Wilson, wide receiver five. Some people may disagree with that, so I'm not going to dive into Kurt's process or any of that stuff. But these are the type of things that we're seeing, and I've had also people come to me and tell me today, no chance in hell Washington takes Drake May at two. It's Jaden Daniels, Caleb Williams, and Drake May way beyond that. They're not even considering Drake May at two. Do with that information as you will, but it will impact and affect some of these rookie drafts. So let's go ahead and go to round two and talk about what we could see happening at the top of the board in round two post-combine in these mocks. So at the 201 spot, we did not get Adnan Mitchell in the first round, and we did not get Drake May. But I do think that coming out of the combine, this is going to be a prime spot for A.D. Mitchell, who was on Bruce Feldman's freaks, freak list. And I think A.D. is going to put on a nice show in Indianapolis. There you go. 201, you get you some Adnan Mitchell. Let's continue down the board a little bit at the 202 spot. Is this potentially a space where we go ahead and grab us some Drake May, single quarterback, top of the second round? Not sure I want to do that. So let's do this. Let's pull up the ADP and see what we got. Let's pull up our ADP and see what was happening around this spot right here. So you have Jonathan Brooks, the running back out of Texas, ex-worthy. He's already off the board. Drake May not there. Got some Blake Corum, Devontae Walker, Roman Wilson, Trey Benson, Jatavion Sanders, 
Bucky Irving, and Jalen Polk. So there you go. Those are some of the players right there. What do I think will happen post-combine? Well, I do think running back is still going to be highly coveted right here. I think there's going to be some running backs that shock and surprise us. But here's what I think is going to happen. Jonathan Brooks, my current RB. Let me go full screen. My current RB1 in this class, mind you. Suffered a torn ACL. Probably not going to be ready for the start of camp. Who knows? He's not going to do anything in Indianapolis. There's a player everybody was excited to see in Mobile that was nursing an injury, getting ready for this moment. Played running back in the SEC. 1,000 yards in the SEC. Potentially could go four, sub 4-4 four, four in the 40-yard dash at 5'11", 215 pounds. I think that at this point in time, after the combine, we will see this player right here. We'll pull him up. Jalen Wright, running back out of Tennessee. Jalen Wright is a big play, explosive weapon waiting to happen. He's in the SEC. He goes out there. He tests well. He's going to test better than Blake Corm. He's going to test better than a lot of these guys. And I think when it happens, you're going to start to see the market really, really reflect this. I It would not shock me if this young man jumps up to not the RB2 or RB3, all the way to RB1 post-combine. We are thirsting for somebody that can do this right here. If you're not watching on YouTube, get on there because you just ripped off like a 90-yard touchdown run. You see the speed from Jalen Wright. I'm not saying this is the right decision, but I do think that right ears is still a similar spot for running back, but I don't think it's going to be Jonathan Brooks after the combine. Everybody wants it to be Jalen Wright. There it is, 202 Jalen Wright. I do think at the 203 spot, we will set Jonathan Brooks into this spot. Just, just, just what happens, right? When one running back comes off the board, now a whole bunch of them got to come off the board. People are excited, got to get me one. Can't, can't miss out on those running backs, so you got to take them. 204 spot, I do think we go back, 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 back to the wide receiver well. And let's just think about, again, combine, what can happen, Who's going to run fast? All of that good stuff. Who could we slot into this spot? Real quick before I give you what I think, back to the ADP. Where are we at? Got Corm, Devontae's Walker. I don't think it's going to be Walker. Walker's going to run fast, but I don't believe it's going to be Devontae's Walker. I do think there's a wide receiver. If y'all see it, if y'all see him down there, he's being drafted down here. Jalen Polk. Jalen Polk out of Washington. I think he's going to put on a nice show boost his draft stock, and solidify himself as an early second-round pick. Jalen Polk playing alongside Romo Dunze. He's got a lot to prove at the Combine, and I think he gets it done here at the 204 spot. 205, we're going wide receiver. We're going running back. Is there a quarterback? Is it time? I do think it's time. At this point, Drake May comes off of the board. Biggest faller, and it's really nothing to do with Drake May, but just this narrative in the space about Drake May and how he's not this or not that, not accurate. You got a lot of people talking about May. But at the 205 spot in a single quarterback league with his rushing upside, I'm willing to take a shot on Drake May. I don't think he's got to go to the three-year wait plan like Jordan Love, but we shall see. 206 spot, I do think running back comes off of the board at this point. And say what you want about a season. I know I've been critical because I was so high on him, and I really, really, really was wanting that production this year. Out of Florida State running back Trey Benson, at his size, weight, speed score, adjusted all that stuff, he, he's going to test pretty well. I think Trey Benson is going to do a good job in Indianapolis. And in the class, again, thirsting for a running back or two or three or four, 
It's much needed. Like, we kind of need it. Come on, Trey Benson. All right. Where are we at? Let's move myself over here. We are at the 207 spot. Let's pull the ADP up again and just see, not AD, ADP. Pull the ADP up and move myself out of the way. Benson, Jatavion Sanders. We already bumped up Jalen Polk, who I believe will be a riser post-combine. Took the quarterback. No Devontae Walker. Still Roman Wilson off of the board. And I'm not going to take Jatavion Sanders here yet, but we'll talk about him here in a little bit. We've got two players that were being drafted a little bit later, and, and y'all could see him on the board, and a lot of people have been hyping up these guys. But I think we get another running back off the board after Trey Benson, and it is uh, kind of a fan favorite of a lot of people. We're going to go to my home college football state, USC, and talk about Marshawn Lloyd, the running back out of USC. The combine, he's going to test well, shifty, catch the ball. I think after the combine, he gets some numbers to him, gets some official height and weight. Marshawn Lloyd should start to creep up some boards a little bit more. 207 spot, he was going a little bit after this. I think he starts to creep up. 208, and um, again... I want to pull up, let me, let me go single screen. I want to pull up Daniel Jeremiah's top 50, and I just want to read this to you guys. Read this to you, and we're going to talk about it, because this is a name that has not been selected inside of the top five, top two rounds of any rookie mock that I've been in. We'll check the ADP out in a minute, but let's talk about wide receiver out of Florida. Florida, yeah, I know. Ricky Pearsall, number 49, excuse me, number 48 on Daniel Jeremiah's big board going into the combine. Here's what he says. Here's what he says. Going to the end. Nah, 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 nah. After the catch, quick transition. Plays with excellent toughness and competitiveness. Pearsall followed up an excellent 2023 with a solid week at the Senior Bowl and should have a starting role in the NFL from day one for his team drafting him. All right? I'm just, I am just the messenger of the Daniel Jeremiah information Ricky Pearsall should have a starting role from day one. And if he tests, like I think he will, he can jump. That boy got some hands. He can jump. He's going to look phenomenal in all the routes and on the on-field stuff. I think there's a big chance that Ricky Pearsall, and we'll see where he was going in a minute, sneaks his way into the second round some way, somehow. Ricky Pearsall, second round, some way, somehow. Here we go. At the 209 spot, I do think at this point, Blake Corm, running back one for a lot of people. He's my RB2 in this class. Blake Corm, who I don't expect to be a huge riser. If anything, he might drop a little bit. I don't expect him to run fast. That's not Blake Corm's game. His game isn't Jalen Wright. His game isn't Jonathan Brooks. He's not running no 4-3 and he ain't ripping off no 90-yard touchdown runs. And I don't care. He's an incredible running back. But I think the way that people are going to treat him after the combine, they're going to bump him down a little bit. I see a lot of people pumping up Marshawn Lloyd as a top five running back, which means they are just waiting for some confirmation bias, and they probably get it this weekend in Indianapolis, whether that's right or wrong. We can argue that. We can debate that. But I do think Blake Corm drops a little bit, even though for me personally, he's still my RB2 in this class. When we look at the RB pool, let's just take a look at it real quick. The RB pool, um, you still got some players out there. Tavion Sanders, you've got Javon Baker, who I like a lot. Brendan Rice, who is also on Bruce Feldman's freak list, thinks that he's going to run fast. There's a couple of cats that still have a little bit 
under the radar just a tad bit that they may need to remind some folks that they're probably still very good. So let's go to the 210, 211, and 212 spot and round out this sort of prediction mock of where these players are going to go post-combine. And one more time, let's pull it up and look at the third round because I want to give y'all a little look at where they were going in relation to where I'm going to peg them at. All right, so the players I want to talk about, you got Braylon Allen and Xavier Leggett, both of these guys going towards the back end of round two. It's kind of what I like to see, right? Jalen McMillan, Audric Estime. And down there at the bottom, let me let me unlock this. Down there at the bottom, you see Will Shipley, there's Ricky Pearsaw, Michael Penix, Ray Davis, Johnny Wilson. But I said a name, running back name, Will Shipley. I think Will Shipley, Bucky Irving, all have a phenomenal opportunity in front of them to climb up at the board. And Will Shipley coming off the board in the third. I, I think a running back that's got the size that can run between the tackles and catch passes. I'm a Will Shipley fan. Kind of a name that's been forgotten because he's been in college for a little bit. So people just kind of forget about him and all this you know, running back stuff. Will Shipley, after the combine, I do think will rise up many people's boards. And then at the 211 and 212 spot, what do you do? Are we going to take a running, uh, take a quarterback, Penix, Knicks, J.J. McCarthy? Not for me in a single quarterback league. Tatavian Sanders, if you're talking tight end premium, think he'll. I think he's going to test fine. I think he's going to put on wax uh, in front of everybody that he's a really good player. But at the 211 and 212 spot, it's got to be wide receiver. Talked about him this morning on the Wake Up with Ray G show. Make sure you tapped into that. But Xavier Leggett's probably going to test test well, and he's big as hell. 6'3", 225-plus pounds. This young man is put together. He's physical. He can get vertical quickly. Kind of a ball of clay. You may have to mold him a little bit, give him some time to grow. But this is a player that all eyes will be on in, in, in Indianapolis. He's a good player, a lot of physical tools. Xavier Leggett, I think he will continue to be drafted around this spot right here. And at the 212 spot, at the 212 spot, let's give some love to a riser. And if he does the things that people are predicting him to do, with the name that he has, I think Brendan Rice could be one of those players that move up from the middle of the third round, the late third round, all the way up into the second round. If he truly did hit 23 miles per hour, as Bruce Feldman has in his list, if he did jump 10-8 broad jump, almost a 40-inch vertical jump, and he shows that explosiveness at six foot two, 215 pounds, yeah, you'll be talking about taking Brendan Rice right after Xavier Leggett. So second round, there's a lot of shifting and a lot of stuff that can happen in this range. Let's zoom out and just run through who we got for the second round of this predictive post-combine mock. Adnan Mitchell, Jalen Wright, Jonathan Brooks, and Jalen Polk. The first four followed by Drake May, Trey Benson, and Marshawn Lloyd. You got Ricky Pearsall, the wide receiver out of Florida. Blake Corm, Will Shipley, Xavier Leggett, and Brendan Rice, Javon Baker, another guy that I want to talk about, wanted to touch on, think he will rise post-combine, as well as Audric Estime, the running back from Notre Dame. I think that big boy is going to test pretty well for somebody his size. Braylon Allen, I really want to see how Braylon tests. Braylon is big, he's young, he's physical. I want to see how big Braylon Allen tests at that running back position. Malachi Corley at wide receiver as well, another guy that I'm going to keep all eyes on. I touched on Jatavian Sanders a little bit. I'm excited for the combine this weekend and if you stuck around to the end of the video first and foremost hit that thumbs up button like the content subscribe i am going to live stream saturday because you get the quarterbacks the wide receivers and the run and the running backs i'm live streaming the whole combine 
talking through it. We're going to do some rookie mocks as a community. We're going to have some fun. So make sure you tap in to the channel. Make sure you're here for Saturday stream. Appreciate y'all tapping into this video. Combine, content, all that good stuff over here at DD. Y'all be blessed. Hit that thumbs up button on the way out. I'm gone. Peace.